the Crank and Surf podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Craig Tonks, and my co-host... Miles Nidri. Yes. How you going, bud? I'm pretty good. Good view we've got. Great view. We're actually sitting at uh, Surf House at Merriweather, overlooking probably, what, six to eight foot solid swell? Absolutely. Yeah, Still it is. a bit junky, but wow. It is. It's going to clean up really good if it goes offshore. Uh, we'll get, this, get started and underway. Welcome to our first podcast, and... Uh, Look, what we're going to look at first, just to get it started, your first new surfboard that you bought. Mine was in 1984. It was a Cole Smith channel bottom design, eight channel quad fin oh, nice. bat tail. And I've bat still tail. got it. Still and got I've still it. got it. Yeah. Still got it. It's looking pretty old and battered and tired, but it still still gets in the water at least once a year. Still give it a run? Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that a Cole Smith one? Is that a Morningstar? No, that's no, a Cole Smith that's design. Cole Smith. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously they're still being done by free flight with yeah. Phil Myers. Yeah, yeah, and no, I showed it to him when he was down. Uh, oh, yeah, he was down last year, wasn't he? Yeah, it? for the we call Smith Classic. Yeah. Awesome. My first brand new surfboard was a town and country in Australia, and it was bought from Rich Mark Richard Surf Shop, and was shaped by the great Gunther Ron. Mm. Uh, now I still have it. Wow. Yeah, I still have it. Uh, it's for that when I was fifteen. And I have also went up to Gunther's Bay and did a bio on Gunther and actually reshaped another version of it, but a bit bigger. Mm. So I shaped a six-foot version of it, which was awesome. pretty good. Yeah. I've actually was thinking myself, because it's obviously a 1984 board channel bottom. I haven't got any channel bottoms left uh, from that era. It'd yeah. be worth going up and, and getting uh, Phil to do another one. Mate, the channel bottoms are back in a big way. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's uh, shaping them again. Um, don't think the glasses and sanders are too happy. No, wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. They're probably not happy about it, but no. we are. So let's get into it. Uh, let's talk barley and the Corona Pro. Yeah, it was uh, a couple of things that stood out for me in that contest. Obviously, Keanu... Uh, you're actually getting his first huge. win. Yep. It was a huge win, and that was a big step up from him. But Wade Carmichael, in some of the earlier heats, his rail work was just amazing. Yeah. I, really, I really enjoyed watching his heats. And then the great Kelly Slater. Big comeback, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, do you call it a comeback? But for me, the thing with Slater is, is he got less business stuff on his mind so he can just concentrate and focus on surfing? Possibly. I think his injuries probably um, healed up as well that was yeah. holding him back, but... One of the commentators, I think it might have been um, Blakey, was saying that in the last five contests he's entered, though, he's made, he's actually done pretty well apart from uh, up on the Gold Coast. And those new Aper boards yeah, that he was on, they look really good. He looked really good on those boards. First time I've really said, wow, he's, that's, he's hitting the form that he used to have. Well, maybe it is the boards, because uh, I know when he was on the fire wires and... No, I don't think he was doing as well, but then again, that could have been the injuries too. So. I just never see people surf good on fire wires. I'm just that's just a personal opinion mm. um, from being a surf photographer. Um, I see people struggle on them. I know even um, I think Steph Gilmore or Sally Fitzgibbon was on fire wire for a while, yeah. and they they tend to they tend to struggle. So could so be the, could be the weight. Selection. Could yeah. be the weight of them, like the epoxy boards in certain yeah. conditions, maybe not handling the the bump and chop as well as a regular board, but. The other standard has to be Steph Gilmore's oh, 10. Yeah, and absolutely. The that was an absolute sensational one. That was uh, worthy of a 12. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah, no, that was just massive. This guy just taken off out the front. Wow, huge wave. He's gonna get round. Yeah, he's got around the section. Oh, oh we should have a camera set up. We should have. That um, that snap turn she did into the, the tube. Yep, was just amazing. I think you mentioned earlier, probably one of the best waves of the contest, whether yeah, it be male or female. Absolutely. And that and finishing turn she did after she come out of that barrel was just obviously she, I yeah. don't know if she really thought much about. She just saw the section wang. Didn't have time to think. And about just it. hit it, and a, a ten was definitely well deserved. Yeah. So obviously we didn't have. Um, an event at Ulu this year. The only reason we had last year was because Margaret River was cancelled halfway through. Would you like to see an event back at Ulu? Oh, I think so. It'd be great, wouldn't Surely it? Surely we've got room for another event in Uluwatu, or even G-Land. see it. G-Land, yeah. oh, jeez. They, they did Peter McCabe's about... over in G-Land at the moment. Yeah. I've seen some, some photos from it. But yeah, no, there's definitely got to be room on the tour for, for Uluwatu or, or G-Land, surely. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good contest, and then we head over to Margaret River. Obviously, um, a good winner for John John. He absolutely killed it, and Lakey Peterson in the women's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she served a great final against Chris Moore. Mm. But yeah, any thoughts on apart from it's a Connor Coffin's wave with the Dolphins? Yeah, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, but, and having some heats at the box was really cool. Um, everyone, sure. everyone got some good waves. Also got some some wipeouts. But that box, that's a really spectacular oh, location, is, and just across the road from the from the main roof. Yeah, but no, um, John John's, but that he was just dominating again. You could just see the, the, the extra push that he put through some of his turns. The way he attacks the wave in a slightly yeah. different way to the other guys, uh, pretty amazing. But, um, watch out, he's the guy. I think he's 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 on track now for sure. Yeah, looking at the. We'll go through the top five men's in the CT. So I'll see John John with that wins number one. Uh, Coliadino is number two. Italo Ferrero is number three. Uh, riding the Tommy Patterson boards, which actually Gunther now shapes up in um, Company's okay. shop at um, at Ballina. Canoa mm-hmm. uh, is in in fourth, and Geordie Smith is in fifth. Notable mentions: Kelly Slater is ninth. Mm. And Ryan Callanan from Newey yeah, has gone seventh. up to seventh. Yeah, he's moved up a couple of spots. And he's one yeah. that stood out a little bit. Medina's in twelfth. Yeah. Expect a big result from from Medina in Brazil. I think yeah. he's going to be hard to hard to stop there. But Brazil has the air game sort of platform, and that's John John's bread and butter too. So yeah, you know, that's. That'd be an interesting contest. I'd like to see how Toledo responds because he's had a couple of mixed results so far. But yeah, it's been a bit mixed. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be pushing to get a little bit better. But two that seem to be in trouble: um, Ricardo Christie from New Zealand. Mm. He sort of struggled with a couple of results, and Zeke Lau from yeah. Hawaii. But you th- would think Zeke Lau in those bigger conditions would have yeah. probably gone a bit better, especially with big bells. But it didn't seem to happen. Ricardo looked good in um, in the Gold Coast. I was impressed with, with, with yeah. his performance there for sure. Well, he's a solid QS surfer. He's just, whether the results have then yeah. sort of transformed and followed him onto the CT, which can be it's a, a big of a step up in. Oh, in um, no, there's no easy heats in the CT, and especially now no. with the uh, the elimination round coming earlier, so you can basically surf twice and you're and you're out. Yeah, but and there's only four surfers that get eliminated in that, in that first round cutoff, which. 
you feel pretty lonely being one of those four, <laughs> wouldn't you? Well, think of the women's event, they've got, they get two. Yeah. You know, yeah. and basically you're, uh, you're out the door. And, uh, looking at the women's CT at the moment, you got Steph Gilmore's in first. She's had solid results. Um, Carolyn Marks is still sitting in second. Carissa Moore's bumped up to third with that, obviously, final over in Margie's. Sally Fitz is in fourth, and Courtney Conlog is in fifth, which is pretty good. Now, I've got a couple that might be in trouble, that need, need solid results, and maybe going to Brazil might be good conditions for them, is Macy Callahan and Paige Harrow. So, Macy's in... So I'm trying to think what she's in. She's in on the QS. She's like 84th, so she needs a solid result on the QS as well. But yeah, they they got some work to do. Yeah. But looking at the, the top five QS, um, Jadson Andre for the men. Uh, number two is actually Matt Banting. Yeah, no, was, um, I caught up with Matt Banting um, at Surface when at Redhead. Yeah. Um, I surfed with him a couple of times down the coast when he's been over here and. Had a bit of a chat, and he's looking really good. He's, he's always been that one who's almost got there, but yeah. never got there. He's definitely got the talent, and he's doing yeah. it pretty much. I don't think he's got a lot of sponsorship at the moment. I think yeah. His boards were pretty stickless when I saw him. But uh, nice clean boards. <laughs> but uh, some of the, the clips that he's been putting up, he is really ripping, and uh, probably an underrated, an underrated performer for sure. Matt Banting, and I'd oh, like to see him back on the CT. Oh, I'd be brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Nat Young's in third. Alex Ribeiro from Brazil is in fourth. And Jack Robinson's actually in fifth, who surfed great. Uh, and he had to... Uh, he missed his first round heat in Margaret's because he, he got, he got a, an injury call-up. Yeah. So that he, he had to jump on a plane straight away from Chile. Was he in Chile? <laughs> I think he was in Chile. Yeah. <laughs> he was on a plane, but that, back that second heat he had uh, was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Wow, some great waves on that beat. But he's from Margaret River area, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's he's from there. Um, they say that he, to check the surf, he actually flies a drone out from his house. Is that oh, close? Wow. And cool checks that? the surf with a drone, which is pretty, cool. which is pretty awesome, really. But the, the number one being Jason, uh, Jadson Andre, he's actually quite low on the CT. Like he struggled with results, so he's one that's probably going to... He's done, that through the QS. He's done pretty well in the QS so far, though. I think result-wise, he's in, he's already getting close to being the, one of the one of the standout QS requalifiers. So that'd yeah. probably be if he gets some few more solid results on the CT. But he's he's done the uh, the background work that's sort of yeah. in the second tier for sure. Well, the QS has got um, two events coming up: the Van US Open, mm. um, US Open of Surfing. So that's worth um, ten thousand points. And the Polito Pro in South Africa is worth 20,000 points. So just there you've got 20,000 points. Yeah. Which is quite easy. Um, the women's, they've got the Supergirl Pro, which is worth 6,000 points in the Ocean side. And then they've got their Vans US Open, which is a, a women's 10,000 event, yeah. which is huge. Now, the women's QS top five, Isabella Nichols is number one. Alyssa Spencer is number two. Zali Kelly from Australia is number three. She's been surfing really well. I watched her at Surfest. Yeah. She was amazing. Uh, Alessa Quizon. I always get that one wrong. Quizon. And one that's really impressed me, he's in fifth, and that's from France, and that's um, Canel uh, Boulard. 
think yeah. I pronounced that right, hopefully, but insane surface, so much power. She reminded me of like Holly Warren, who's uh, Aussie QS surfer, it's got heaps of power, just hasn't sort of cracked that. She had a few injuries and just hasn't cracked yeah. it. But watching Canel surf, I think I was on the beach with the camera, and the first thing I was like, Oh, is this you, po- you posted some photos back from Surfest on your on your feed on, yeah, on Instagram, yeah. and I hadn't really struck much of her in the, before those photos went up. So yeah, no, very very powerful, oh, yeah, strong I, surfer. Yeah. I, I didn't know who she was until I saw a photo later on and went, oh, that's how she got the photos on. Mm. Man, she was insane. The power. Um, she was getting the fins out of the water. Um, oh, she was she was absolutely brilliant. One thing that struck me in the last at least five to six years is the, the level of performance, not just from the current um, CT women's surfers, but the up-and-coming girls that are coming into yeah. through the ranks. The, the standard is just getting higher and higher and higher, um, and it's it's great to watch. Great oh, it's been insane surfing in the women's, and it's it's the thing I like about the women's surfing is retained uh, a level of individuality like this yeah yeah it's not repetitive it's it's quite it's quite good to watch but yeah there can be a there can be a case for over coaching yeah, yeah true. Know, like well, um, yeah, everyone seems to be traveling with a coach now don't yeah they? yeah it's like call up yet? no 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 i wish there's a dream yeah it's uh it's a bit like uh tennis and golf though in that regard that there's only there's a certain this flair that you can have but there's still um, it's not the individual side of it. It has definitely been, I think, probably been taken away. Yeah, we are looking a little bit more. The boards are very standardised. When you think back to the early days of the MRs and the Sean Thompsons, you could tell who was surfing just by looking at the wave, but without even really getting a close look, a second glance, and you knew exactly who it was. That the styles were so so different. Well, back I, think, then. I think surfers had a lot more input into their equipment back then. Mm. Obviously, MR. The brilliant MR, obviously shaping his own, still does. Yeah, Simon Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking, even uh, Sean Thompson had a lot of input into his board. Yeah. So, are we, are we losing that? Uh, I think most. If you're a current CT surfer, if you're not in the shaping bay with your shaper, mm. and, and I think they all are. That they, they, they are. That there's some probably more so than others. But I know Kelly Slade has always been. Yeah. Uh, a forefront of the uh, of the design process. Well, there's our Merrick's so and John John, too. And John, John yeah. yeah. And I think um, Darren Handley designs with his um, team riders. I know he he, he um, has a lot of uh, input from his team riders, and yeah. they tweak things uh, from contest to contest, boards to boards. Um, I think you'd be. I mean, it must be yeah, a wonderful to... thing to be given a dozen brand new surfboards <laughs> to go and you're yeah. going to you're going to take four of them away, but just to you know the amount of time it would take to dial in so many boards from 12, but yeah. I guess that, that the level that they're at, it's um, you know extract straight away True. whether it's going or not. But um, you look at it, how many? Okay, so back in the MR days, obviously he used to say he took two boards on the road with him. Yeah. Now they've just been away for what three months, so they started the tour, so they all would have been surfing well before Zappa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're taking like probably 10 plus boards with them. I saw a photo of Kanoa the other day and he had like oh, probably about 15 there boards. There was dozens in there, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. You're like, geez, excess baggage must be killing yeah. it. <laughs> what was interesting in Bells was when the swell was forecast to rise, 
how how so many of the the, the, the tour surfers were scratching out for for big equipment. Like yeah. even Geordie was post interview, one of his seats was saying he'd already shipped all his big wave boards to Margaret because he didn't expect, way, yeah. didn't expect it to be that big at Bells. And let's face it, Bells can change overnight. They can go get oh, yeah, quite sizey. It's uh, interesting in that in that um, oh, there's a lot of guys stepped up with a bit of size out on those on those mm. bigger waves and. Some of them you could see were, they haven't ridden boards of that length for a while and you could tell that was catching them out. But others, I thought it made them look really good. Like Kelly. Eight foot Margaret River and they're surfing a 5'9". Yeah. <laughs> Even the commentators were saying that uh, John John and, and Kaloe, that they, they were pushing those little boards to their max. And I saw one way particularly stood out for John John. You could just see a flutter where it just, you could just see he was, he was holding that edge. But yeah. then again, they're just so highly highly tuned surfers these yeah. days and you know, the, the average person couldn't even contemplate doing what they're doing let alone no, doing them on such a small I couldn't board. ride one of those boards I can tell you now. No. Now I'm going to talk about something that's really interesting and it's probably going to be close to your heart because of obviously being a surf coach and having Newcastle learn to surf is a program that the World Surf League's got now called Rising Tides. Oh wonderful thing yeah yeah. So they're basically taking young girls out and putting them into the surf with some of the tall surfers and looking at some of the footage, um, they're absolutely frothing. Yeah, uh, no, th that, that sort of program, um, we, we've had similar sort of things in Australia with um, the Rally Girls Go Surfing yeah. program there for many, many years. And um, one of my coaches, uh, Kiara, she actually got into surfing as one of those ripcore girls oh, really? surfing days a dozen years ago. You know, she's in her late teens now mm. and working with me as a, as a coach. And um, yeah, her first first time oh, that's with, with under under like yeah. getting lessons was a ripcore girls go surfing day. Yeah, and I've got two daughters myself. My oldest daughter Asha, she's seventeen, and. Um, and uh, she's coaching with me now as well, and you know, so obviously yeah. I've been having her in the, on a board since she was 18 months old. Yeah, yeah, very early yeah. days. So, yeah. It's an interesting program, it's, and it's something that as a young girl, especially a young girl, you'd remember that for the rest of your life, wouldn't oh. you? There's a, there's a young, young lad that I've met through, through surfing, um, Maxi, and he did surf groms years ago, and he got one of those golden tickets to go up to the Gold Coast, oh, yeah. where, where, they, do, where they, they have, I think it's five or six, Roms that win a ticket to go up there, and he was pushed into his waves awesome. with Mark Richards, oh, and you yeah. just sit there and go, you "How cool that that?" You would never be there. Like, yeah. He still puts those up. He's he, he's quite um, prolific on his on his uh, Instagram and that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, I'd love to talk to Jesse Miley Dyer, um, who basically runs the women's yeah. CT in relation to that, and. Um, so you see what sort of is behind that program, but it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. So we do something similar too with um, Surf for Life through Surfing Australia, yeah. which is a, a charity-based program. So it can be uh, for Indigenous Australian uh, uh, programs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, we do another program, Soldier On, which is for, for veterans. Yeah, uh, and I've seen um, a few documentaries on that. Yeah, and surfing is really good for PTSD and absolutely uh, for yeah. mental health. Mm. Which is amazing. Oh, um, we've done a, a few programs with uh, autistic kids. Um, yeah, there's lots, there's oh, lots of programs. One, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, the rising tide that, that that gets and the thing that I think when you talk to Lane Beachley over the years, 
when she was a, a younger girl growing up, there wasn't any girl surfers, hardly. She no, was like the under manly, no. she'd be like one or two at the, at the most, and the guys weren't very friendly. They pretty no, much were telling her to get back on the beach days. and go sunbathing. <laughs> and she had to, she had to bust some doors. line in Purity Blues. Yeah. Girls can't surf. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, there was a thing on ABC Australian Story, I think just on Monday night, that yeah. the actress that, that was in that film was interviewed I for Australian Story. That, I've yeah. got to actually go back yeah. and watch that because I've only seen the snippets yeah i saw highlights yeah. of it and it looked really interesting and she was actually a surfer at the time yeah, so yeah. when bruce berriford i think beresford basically was putting that move together and got her as an actress she sort of said oh yeah I, by the way i can surf yeah and he's just like oh really really we don't have to teach you how to surf you we, don't have to get a, we don't have to get a stunt double yeah <laughs> so that was a really iconic film i mean yeah you wouldn't, you wouldn't show it to your to your younger kids it's the, the, the contents yeah, are a bit more, more and rated and been buried, but definitely um, there was a young Oki in it though. Yeah, I do Mark remember that. I was in that. There's uh, there's some amazing music in that film, and it's and the, and the oh, and it's just a it's just a, a classic snippet out of out of the seventies. It just Absolutely. highlights it. Yeah, back back when we called people moles and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else? What do you got? What do you got on for the for this week and next week? Well. This week, with this huge swell that's running right now, it it's, um, it's pretty hard to get uh, beginner surfers in the water. The biggest yeah. thing that will come out of this swell is um, Blacksmiths and Stockton Beach locally, how much erosion we, we get from it, because they're both, both in, a, in a situation where they've got some really some bad issues with, with sand erosion. I know up at Jimmy's Beach at Hawks Nest, they've, they've got a pipeline system in there, and 50 metres of it's been washed away with this big storm surf, so it's... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all the beaches sort of settle down when it all calms down. We might get some new banks. We'll definitely get some new banks. Sometimes it can make it better, sometimes it can make it worse, but it's still got a few days of... I think it'll be... I think tomorrow could be the day. Tomorrow will be offshore. Um, looking at those, there's a few banks out there, especially yeah, to the left there's of There's a massive set coming through at Pogos <laughs> with a huge rip in between yeah, Merriweather yeah. and Pogos. It's, uh, it's victory at sea stuff. <laughs> Out there, yeah. For, sure. uh, for myself, I'm gonna probably get the camera out tomorrow and get some photos for crank and surf photos. Mm. But I've been in the shaping bay, so I've just shaped the new six four by twenty and three quarter by two and a half, which is gonna be it's gonna be it's a similar board to what I made uh, back when I did my fourth board. So this is number like forty two now. So my fourth board was basically just all done by hand, mm. just followed the line of the, the blank, and pretty well done going back to doing that. So there's minimal electric tools on it, mm. and she's going to be a swallow tail with a nice little single flyer or single yeah. wing. That's so a classic that. tail. That's my it's favorite. Very tail. Emma. It's very Emma. Yeah. How can how can you not? Yeah. You know the, the wing swallow is by far my favorite tail. I've, I've got a, I've got three. Three boards at home that MR shaped, and they're you all. You are a big MR. Yeah, fan. that's yes, true. Most of yeah. your boards are Mark Richard surfboards. Yeah, so um, it's, uh, it's my favourite tail for sure. It definitely performs in all conditions. That's what I like to see with the the women's surfing is, um, and knowing quite a few QS surfers over the, the years, especially with the photography side of it, is some of them times you'll say, "Hey, what board are you riding?" Oh, I don't know. My shaper just gave me this, and yeah. they don't have that knowledge of. Even the difference between a square tail and a rounded yeah. pin or a squash tail, um, 
So I'm sort of in a position where I can experiment. Having your own shaping bay at home is mm. pretty handy. Uh, I actually video some of those now and put them on YouTube. Yeah. Which is, um, pretty handy and get people all over the world sort of contacting me saying, oh, hey, thanks for that little tip or that mm. little tip. But I can tell you that they're very average videos. Uh, very average actor. He's, he's pretty rough. Ooh, oh, there's a late drop on his back end just late out the front. Wow. Did well. Cranked it off the top. That was a great drop. That was a good drop. Yeah. It is a great, great location, isn't it? But I remember last year when um, we got together with, with Rob from the North Stars and we had a... Had a Rob Hazlehurst, friend yeah. of the show. Yeah. So we had a... A day, and I think you had a mini male you just shaped. You had a single fin. I did, yeah. And there was one other board. One board I didn't get to ride, but I definitely rode the mount, the mini male, and the single fin. And it got me thinking: it's it, how much fun it is to ride different equipment. Oh, it is. Yeah, and that's, that's what I love about shaping. Yeah. Is the the mini male you're talking about? That's mm. I actually took that to I shaped that to take to Bali to Nusa Lembonga, which is where I go every September. And what I did with that one is I just pulled the tail in a little bit tighter mm. and concaved it all the way through. So it'd be really quick across the reef and off the bottom would be really good. That board was sensational. Yeah. yeah the single fin you were talking about, that was um, that was actually the only computer cut board I've ever shaped. Oh yeah, and is that the one from Hoyo's machine? That's the one yeah, from yeah. Matt Hoy, friend of the show. <laughs> but Matt Hoy has a shaping machine and he actually, it's a, I think it was a copy of um, a single fin that he had, a single fin mm. template. And what I did with that one is, again, I changed the tail, I pulled it in a little bit um, down the back end to make it easier to turn, but I can't remember what the other board was. Yeah, I'd have to look back at the photo. The yeah. Feed, I remember well, we surfing did, with Hoyo in the late 90s at the channel over a couple of days over a weekend, and um, the first day I, I asked him what he was riding, and Flipped it up, six channel swallowtail that his dad has made him for most of his uh, career. Finally. But the very following day, the following day he's out on a single. I asked him, "What are you riding today, Hoy?" And he flips up a single fin. I can't remember if it was a swallow or a pin, but I do remember him getting some waves on that and absolutely ripping. And that was that was refreshing. It is. Uh, seeing someone ride such different equipment yeah. over two days, it was a pumping swell. It, it still it is, yeah, I, I took some photos of him last week out here at Merriweather riding a single fin. Yeah, uh, Steel yeah. Lewis designed single mm. fin. Yeah. Um, beautiful board, and you could see him just doing that Hoyo hack. Yeah. Just that big turn yeah. out on the edge, just basically cranked a big turn. Amazing. Uh, it was pretty awesome, but um, I think another board that I've got that was quite interesting was the single fin with the star fin. The stuff oh involved. yeah, that one we, we were down at Redhead not long ago. Yeah. And so you haven't ridden that. I yet. haven't ridden that yet, but I'm definitely that's on my to-do list. For sure. I think you need to ride that yeah. one. That, that is a really nice board. A lot of drive, really yeah. drive. And then we start talking about individuality. We go back to Shane Aran with the staff in design, Ben Lexon. Yeah, yeah. With his lasers apps and his uh, very very. Uh, so I still, I still like boards. the theory of the, the lasers app. Yeah, they were, they were yeah. A really good design. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll get Shane on. I'll definitely try and get Gunther on on at some yeah, stage. Yeah. Um, do an interview with him. But try and get Shane on because uh, I was trying to when I was actually shaping that board, I actually sent him some photos because I was confused about the tail. So I was trying to figure out what sort of tail to put on it and what sort of bottom. Because normally mm. you do a concave now. Yeah. But back in when he had the bells board and he had the staff in, they were more of a, a V bottom, mm. like a, probably a slight V. So I was yeah. confused about the tail and, and the, the bottom to put on it. So he sort of gave me 
a bit of a good heads up on how to mm. how to shape it, which yeah. is really nice of him. Mm. I would have liked him to send me the template of the bells board. That would have been better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, yeah, Shane's got a... Um, He's got a school, hasn't he? Yeah, he has up on the Gold Coast. I had chatted. But it's one of the, 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 the luxuries, I guess, of running a surf school is getting to meet some of your idols from growing yeah. up. And I've chatted him on the phone and, and been to surf school conferences and things like that. But one thing that stuck out with me with Shane's designs recently was this, the, the fins that he's got. Oh, those new square fins? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a couple of different fin designs that he, he's, he's got quad setups, and yeah. they're almost reverse fins. They look completely... Mm. But there was a butterfly fin going around there a few years back. They're sort of like a... Another one. A, a, another concept there, yeah, but um, he's obviously... He's always um, thinking alternatively, alternatively, Shane, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's Design is something that's... For a lot of surfers, it's gone out, gone out the window, but I'm glad that there's single fins coming back. I, I still enjoy riding a single yeah. fin, um, but yeah, like it's it's really hard. There's a lot of surfers just want a short performance yeah. board. I think you've got to um, look at some of the retired pro surfers because obviously they they've gone through that era, but they can't. They have to ride a fairly rigid sort of setup of, yeah. of equipment. Um, but when they break through and, and, and I don't have to be there anymore doing that, some of the boards like Rasta, for example, has always ridden wild, wildly different equipment. Um, oh, yeah, so and, that, he's fishing that, that he yeah, rides. Yeah, and uh, you look at some um, McFanning and Parker, it'd be interesting to see what you see them riding out of Snapper Rocks over yeah, the next Yeah, probably few different years. now. Now they're retired, they've yeah. got that pressure to ride the performance shortboard. They can probably experiment and ride a few guys guys with yeah. cranking inside here. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see yeah, how they sort of if they get bigger boards and that. Yeah. But that's uh, so a, a wrap for show one. Mm. Um, definitely want to thank um, Luke Worthington of the Fifth Liners podcast for some of his technical advice. Uh, very handy. And thanks to Surf House here at Merriweather for letting us stay when they um, when they're actually closing. Yeah, that was yeah. nice of them to keep <laughs> it open. And very nice of them. Window seat. Straight out of Merriweather Point. Yeah, basically looking straight out over ladies. Yeah, it's just been pretty amazing. But um, you guys, you guys, oh, here we go. Back end. Oh, another big drop. He's going to have to hit the eject yeah, button, I think. That's a straight hand of that one. But wow, yeah, that's one behind it. Looks pretty good. Yeah, he's going to cop one on the head for sure oh, this time. Oh, he's definitely copping that on the head. Yeah. But anyway, that's a wrap for the first show. So cool. thanks, Craig. That's all right. Um, we'll be back popping in about two weeks. Uh, probably just in time to look at our fantasy picks for mm. Brazil. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to those as soon as it's open. And we'll have a look, at, do a bit of a preview of Brazil. And we'll have a look at the QS. And hopefully we'll have an interview or two to go with it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Okay. Mate. Cool as. Thanks.